Welcome to Wire Talk, where we encourage and equip moms by answering practical questions about motherhood. We want to help instill God's truth in your heart so you can experience more joy and peace on your journey of motherhood. Are you ready for some truth? Let's dive in. Hello, moms, and welcome to Wire Talk. I'm Karen Stubbs, the founder of Birds on a Wire, and I just want to let everybody know that today we have a brand new host to Birds on a Wire. Sunny, as we talked about in January, is going back into her acting career, and I am so excited for her on that. But she's got an agent, she's official, and she's getting out there and booking the gigs and all that. So we had to sort of shift and get a new host, and we're going to miss Sunny, but we wish her the very best in life. And like I said last month in January, I just think it's so cool how God... That was her first love, acting, and she went to school for that and everything, and then she became a mom, and so she had to pivot. She had to adjust, and she did, and now God's bringing her first love back into her life, and I just love that for her. So I just want to say, Sunny, we love you, and we wish you the best, and just sky's the limit for you, girlfriend. All right, but I'm so thrilled to introduce y'all to our new host. And just so you know, she hasn't agreed to do this full time. She just wants to take it for three months and see how it does. So if y'all love it, love her, then let us know. Give her some feedback. Give her some love because she's a little nervous. So today and for the next three months, my co-host is my daughter, Emily Karosik. So Emily, tell everybody, hey. Hello, moms. I'm so excited to be here. Yes. I am a little nervous, but I am very excited to be here. I think you're going to do a great job, and I think it's going to be so much fun for the moms to see, sort of get a glimpse into my world with my children, one of them. It's going to be fun. It is going to be fun. So you are my second born. Tell everybody a little bit about you. Okay. Well, like mom said, I am the second born. I'm Emily. I am married to my husband, Brian, and we've been married for eight years. <laughs> she had to think <laughs> about that one for a minute. So we married nine, be married for nine years in June. We have two kids. Um, our daughter is four. Her name is Harper. And then we have a two-year-old son named Grayson. And a while back, mom has asked me to kind of help out with birds on a wire. And I've been like saying, no, not right now, not right now, not right now. And then I felt like God was like, no, now's your time. You need to come on in. So anyways. Well, for tell enough, everybody what you're going to be doing well, for us. Yes. So with enough persistence, I'm going to be helping with social media and then testing out the waters for hosting the podcast. So isn't that exciting, it's guys? It's very exciting. I know. I'm thrilled. I just think it's going to be so wonderful. And Emily's over here all the time anyway. Know, right? So we <laughs> might as well put her to work. That's right. right. So we, Emily, are... Um, We're hold- talking about your book, right? Yes. That's what I was like. What are we talking about <laughs> We're today? talking about your book. So it's available in stores now. So check the link in today's show description to grab a copy. And I just want all the moms to read this book because I just feel like it's like sitting down and me just giving moms a pep talk. And I was reading it and I was like, this is amazing. So, but today we're going to be talking about chapter four, which is know how to stay connected to your spouse. Yes. And I love this topic so much, especially as a young mom and, you know, kind of newly, I mean, I still think we're newlyweds and learning the you know, ins and outs of being married with kids and what that looks like. So this is such a big topic. So would you start us off by reading a part of your book for us today? Absolutely. Awesome. All right. So I'm going to start off, what chapter is this? It's Emily? chapter four. And you know, it's your longest chapter. 
So it must Isn't be that very funny? important. The longest chapter is on marriage because you know what? We start with our marriage and hopefully we end with our That's marriage. That's right. So, all right. I'm going to start in mid-page 58 if you buy the book. So I write, there's a struggle that begins after our children are born. When they enter the scene, the focus is no longer on just the two of you. And with that focus now split, tensions rise. Just like that, you tend to snap at each other more easily. You might feel that you are being taken advantage of, and he might feel that the children are now more important than he is. The struggle for you is that often moms are the primary caregivers for the kids. Dads are the heroes who walk through the door at the end of the day, and those two roles can leave you both feeling frustrated. But it doesn't have to be that way. You can bring your husband on board with you. You can work as a team. Working together is always better than doing it on your own. And working with your husband is certainly better than working against him. Isn't that the truth? Yes. Yes. Amen. Well, Mom, how long have you and Dad been married for? We've been married 36 years. It'll be 37 in August. Man. That's a long time. That's a long time. (laughs) But that's awesome. But, you know, I guess through all those years, you have learned and experienced a lot. So you can write a this is your longest chapter of the book, but is this 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 chapter just your personal experience from like you and Dad, or where did you get some of this knowledge that you wrote with this chapter? Well, I think a lot of it is our my personal experience, mm-hmm. but it's also what I've learned over the years just by observing people, right. by reading books, you know, going to marriage seminars or, you know, retreats or whatever. Your dad and I were two to one mentors for over 15 years. I remember that. At our church. And that's lay counseling for engaged couples. So just leading so many couples through this program, you can't help but work on your own marriage. Mm -hmm. And you can't help but drill down and realize what are the things that most marriages struggle in. Communication, conflict resolution, you know, just talking to your spouse about what your desires are and keeping your expectations low and that Ooh. sort of thing. It's hard. It is hard. And it's a lot of work. So many people think it's just to be easy. Right. Because they watch movies and they're like, oh, they, you We know. do all love a rom-com, don't yes, we? Yes, we do. But it's not easy. No. It's hard. Mm-hmm. Just like raising children are, is hard. Yeah. Well, one of the biggest topics that you hit on this chapter is respect for your spouse. Mm. So, and I think most married moms would say they do respect their spouse, but what does disrespect look like, practically speaking? Well, disrespect to me is just talking down to your husband. Mm. Um, my my questions I always ask the moms is, are you demeaning him whenever you're talking to him? Do you have a condescending tone in your voice whenever you're talking to your husband? Or do you talk to him with adoration and honor like you did whenever you were dating? Oh, Yes. Right? Mm -hmm. Like, we say things when we're married that we would have never said whenever we were dating. Mm -hmm. And I know that's just part of getting comfortable with somebody and all that. But even me and 36, going on 37 years of marriage, I do a check a lot of the times, like, what is my tone with Greg like? Like, am I being snappy? Am I being short? Am I being sarcastic? You know, um, do you think that's happened like just during the like the 36 years of you guys being married is like no one taught you like, hey, I need to do these three checks. It's just like you've learned through the years, like he responds better to you if you are doing those checks. Well, he definitely responds better to me whenever I'm speaking (laughs) kindly to him for sure. But honestly, I was watching an old movie one time 
And I know, this is weird. I was watching an old movie, and just the way the couple was talking to each other, the the woman specifically to the man, Mm -hmm. I was just like, wow, she's really sweet. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't think I have that sweet tone anymore with Greg. Right. And I really need to focus on that and think about that because he's my husband, and I want to be loving and respectful to him. Right. And men need our respect. Mm -hmm. Women need love, but men need respect. Mm. So what would you say is a practical way for these moms to choose respect and honor to their spouses this week? Yeah. Don't talk to your husband like he's your child. Mm. And that's easy to do because here you've been barking orders all day, sit down, do this, you know, listen to mom, obey mom kind of thing. And they walk in the door and you're like, pick up your shoes. Right. You kind of have to yeah. kind of change your tone and like you kind of get into a rhythm of what you're doing. Yes. And so we just naturally switch over to our husbands. So just make sure you're not talking to them in that way. And also don't talk down to them. You right. know, just don't just watch your words mm. and your tone. Tone is huge. I agree. You know? Yeah. Being received and how how it's received to you and the way you give it to other people, tone is so important. Well, and you know, I think I learned that with you out oh, of all my kids. Yep, definitely. Emily is my green and I Kelsey was red and I could be very blunt and harsh with Kelsey, like do this, do this, do this. But if even if I said the exact same words to Emily, Emily, pick up your clothes, she'd start crying, You're yelling at me. And I'm like, I, I'm not yelling at you. <laughs> <laughs> but I'd be like, Emily, please pick up your clothes. Okay, Mom. Yeah. It would definitely change the way that I acted towards you, too. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So I think that whole temperament thing we have to keep in mind. And if you're red, you're going to be more blunt. It's mm-hmm. just the way uh, reds are wired, and I'm partially red, so <laughs> I fall into that category for sure. Well, that's helpful. Um, expectation is also something you talk about really in this chapter. So mm-hmm. talk about a little bit about expectations and how they can land us in what you call the crazy cycle. I love that you use those words. Yeah. The crazy cycle, because we sometimes feel crazy. Oh, gosh. Well, I think we we all have expectations. Absolutely. I mean, if you're breathing, you have an expectation in life, and we definitely have them for our husbands. I think more for them than anyone else, actually. A hundred percent. And unrealistic expectations. One hundred percent. But we need to change our expectations to desires. Mm. It's your desire that your husband would take out the trash. Yes. It's your desire that your husband would be more romantic. It's your desire that your husband would help with the children. Mm. But whenever, and here's the difference, and this is what we taught in that two to one engaged mentoring. Whenever it is your expectation, when your husband fulfills it, when he takes out the trash, right. your attitude is like, good. You did it. You did it. You should have done it. Mm-hmm. That's what you owe me. That's what oh, your part of yeah. this marriage is. You take out the trash, I change the dirty diapers or whatever. You right. know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? I cook the dinner, you take out the trash. That's our deal. And so we aren't even really that grateful. But whenever it's your desire that they take out the trash and right. then they take it out, you notice it. And you're like, thank you so much for taking out the trash. I really appreciate that. Yes. Because you don't expect it. Right. When you expect something, you have the mentality of, you owe that to me. Mm. And I was teaching a class a long time ago, 
And I said this statement, and this wife looked at me like, this mom looked at me like I had three heads. And I said, your husbands don't owe you anything. Mm -hmm. And she said, yes, he does. He owes me to be faithful. He owes me to be take care of the kids. He owes me this. And I said, no, he doesn't. He doesn't owe you anything. Nobody owes you anything. It's your desire that he's faithful. It's your desire that he help you take care of the kids. But you have to nurture that relationship if you want that to um, be fruitful. Ooh, I think this is why your ministry is so eye-opening and great for anyone who's able to listen to it is because you give the you give the real <laughs> real. Like, listen, you don't have, he actually doesn't know you anything. And you're like, this may yeah. hurt, but this is the truth. I know. And I know I'm so blunt. That's my red. I'm sorry. No, but I think it's good and sometimes we need to hear it. Well, even I've I mean, like I said, I need to hear it too. But why do you call it the crazy cycle? I I you said something about expectations turning them into desires, but why do you call it the crazy cycle? Well, because we get into this cycle. So okay. let's say like I just said a, a minute ago, we as women need to be loved. Right. We need to feel loved. We need that physical touch. We need not just physical touch. We need acts of service. We need all the love. We, we need, need quality everything. time. We yes. need all the things. So whenever we don't feel loved mm-hmm. and our husbands and we lash out at them, they don't feel respected. And whenever they don't feel respected, they're not giving love. And it just goes on and on and on and on and mm. on. So that's how that's your cycle. Yeah. So a practical example of that is I used to want your dad. That's so weird to say your dad to you, my co-host of Wire Talk. But yeah, he was her dad. <laughs> I used to say to him, I want you to plan a date. Right. Like, I don't want you just to have an idea, like, let's go out to eat. No. I want a date. I want a date. I want a date. Like, we used to have a date, and I want you to now call the babysitter. Like, I don't want to do anything. Right. I just want to put on an outfit and be ready and walk out the door. I want to focus on me. Yes. And no matter how many times I asked and requested that from your dad, he hardly ever did it. Mm -hmm. Like, from start to finish, call the sitter make the reservations, have a plan. It just hardly ever happened. So I started to get very frustrated. Mm-hmm. And I would have snippy comments towards him and be like, well, it'd be nice if you would show a little effort here, you know. And then whenever I would do that, he would not love me back in return. He would have like a snippy comment back right. to me. And it would just keep going on and on and on until one of us finally matured up and said, hey, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't have been acting this way. Right. Please forgive me kind of thing. Yeah. So you feel like it took one of you guys to say, I'm sorry, to break that cycle. Oh, 100%. And I'm not the one that made up the crazy cycle. Um, Love and Respect, that book. Um, He's the one that had the original concept. Okay. I just sort of took it to the next level in marriage, you know. Yeah, I can understand that. Hello, moms. It's Katie. Have you ever wished Karen would come to your community and speak to the moms at your church? Well, hey, it's time to stop wishing. Karen has just opened up her speaking calendar for the summer months, and she would love to come teach her life-changing content on temperaments, discipline, and all things motherhood to the moms at your church. Booking Karen is way easier than you might think. If you've got the ear of a decision maker at your church, head to our website, birdsonawiremoms.com slash invite and just fill out our simple form. Someone on our team is going to get back to you because we would love to partner with you to bring Karen and her practical parenting wisdom to your world. Again, that's birdsonawiremoms.com slash 
invite to fill out the inquiry form today. Okay, let's get back to the show. Well, on page 62 in bold letters, Mm. you wrote the phrase, don't be a martyr. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know we hear that word all the time, like don't be a martyr, but what does that mean and how do you see that damaging a mom's connection with her spouse? Well, I wrote in my notes here, Emily, just to read this excerpt from 62 to 63, because as I was writing out my answers, sometimes I just already wrote it, so why do I need to reinvent the wheel? So let's just read it. Don't be a martyr. As I've said before, my philosophy is that I don't need to be a martyr. In the Merriam-Webster Dictionary, the second definition of martyr is this, a person who sacrifices something of great value for the sake of the principle. Mm. I think a lot of times as wives, we sacrifice the value of ourselves because we start to believe a lie that tells us if our husband really cared, he'd see us drowning and he'd offer help. Because he doesn't offer help, we simply can't ask for it, so we stay silent. And in our silence is where we are trying to be the martyr. You know, I had a friend of mine one time that said her husband came to her on December 23rd and said, what do you want for Christmas? And she said, I didn't tell him because he should know. And he's waited to the last minute, and he just wants me to give him the answer. And I'm not going to tell him because if he really cared, then he would get me what I wanted. And I just thought to myself, you're being a martyr, and you're going to go down in flames. Because I've done that. I've held out on those dates that we were just talking about. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. I'm not planning a date until Greg plans a date. Well, who's the one that loses on that? Me. Yeah. You know? So now I say, hey, I need a date. Right. I want to go out to eat. I want to go to the movie. And I want popcorn and a Coke. That's right. With butter. Yeah. And maybe I want candy. Whoa. Yeah. Don't get too crazy, Karen. Don't (laughs) get too crazy. Sometimes. We just need some chocolate in our lives. I And I tell your dad, like, I don't care if we go by the drugstore and get the candy beforehand or what, but I want it. And he's like, okay. And that's my desire. I want a date. I want to go to the movies. I want to get popcorn. And he's like, okay. And let me tell you, I'm grateful. Yeah. I'm like, thanks, Greg. This was a great night. Right. You know, and I'm not a martyr and everything is good. So would that be your practical tip for moms to not be a martyr? Yeah. You're only hurting yourself. Mm -hmm. So speak up. Speak up. Open that mouth of yours that God (laughs) gave you. Mm -hmm. Well, it wouldn't be a chapter on marriage if you didn't talk about sex. Ooh, let's be real. Let's talk about sex. Um, so let's go there, Mom. How important is sex to the marriage and staying connected to your spouse? I mean, I don't want to overemphasize sex, but it's a big component. Right. I mean, it truly is. And I know my husband was a traveling husband. Yours is too. Yeah. As far as that goes. Yep. And if this is awkward for you, Emily, I'm sorry about that. We're but- not talking about details. We're okay. <laughs> Yeah, we won't ever get into details. But I just think it's important. I I think this is the way you stay connected to your husband. And I always tell moms that their husbands do travel or you travel in your job that whenever you've been on a trip, you need to connect sexually as soon as he gets back. Mm -hmm. The sooner you can do that, the better. Because they're just it just closes that gap in between you. And if, and if moms will say, you know, we haven't had sex in two months, that's too long. Yeah. That's just too long. Right. Because the longer you don't, the, the gap 
it, it's like it becomes like a Grand Canyon. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just so big, and it's almost this barrier that's now awkward, right, to cross, right? You know, and that's not good in a marriage. No, and I do think as society, it's it's awkward to talk about, but it's so important to talk about. So important. And I I know that like Birds on a Wire and Wire Talk has talked about it. You've had you've mm-hmm. had several professionals come yes. in and talk about it. So. You know, it deserves a spot on our show. Yeah. And I know that you've done entire episodes on it. So what encouragement would you give to women who aren't connecting physically with their spouse right now? Because it can be a real, real problem. Yeah, it can. And sometimes it's just because you're tired. Right. You know, there's a reason why you're not connecting sexually with your husband. So figure that out. Right. Do yourself a favor. Figure that out. And if you're tired then solve the problem and just tell your husband, I'm re- I am want to have sex with you. Mm-hmm. But to be honest, by the end of the day, I'm just so exhausted. Like, I truly am. Mm-hmm. So we'll just pick a few nights. And I've had friends that do this. They put it on the calendar. Mm-hmm. I know that doesn't seem sexy, but it works. And they just say, on these days... I need you to help more around the house. Right. You know, maybe it's not a day that I go into work or maybe, you know, first thing in the morning if there's more energy there or whatever. Everybody float their own boat. That's right. So, but figure it out and tell him, you put the kids to bed. I'm going to go take a shower and relax a little bit and then we'll meet in the bedroom or wherever you want to meet. That's right. And, or if it hurts, you know, if it's painful, that's that's definitely a medical issue. Go to your doctor and right. tell them, say, this hurts. There's something either going on down there, not right, or maybe my hormones are off, mm-hmm. and maybe something's not right there. Figure it out. Yeah, you got to dig into the why. You for do. Sure. Absolutely. If there's past hurts and things that, you know, you felt rejection or unforgiveness in mm-hmm. y'all's relationship, you're not going to want to get close and intimate mm-hmm. with your spouse. So figure that out. Forgive telling like you really hurt me when this happened and I can't get intimately close to you because I just really can't get past it. Mm-hmm. So, but figure it out. Right. Absolutely. Moms, if you need to hear entire episodes um, specifically on this topic, please be encouraged to look on the show notes today to find full list. I promise they're worth the listen. Even if you're not struggling in the area, they're still really good to listen to. Yeah. You know, it, it's it's helpful to have somebody else right. kind of speak, speak wisdom into, your world. into it. And so. not only that, but we've had Dr. Sitzman in here. We've had Dr. Sharon Mark Anthony, doctors right. that are really helpful in this category. Mm-hmm. So listen yes. up. Listen up. You end this chapter, and I think this is such a great way to end this chapter, mm-hmm. is by encouraging moms to just choose love. Mm. It's so important. But, like, what does that mean to you? Well, whenever I was in college, I was into cross-stitching, which I know is really strange. <laughs> it's funny that this is your example for choosing love. But go ahead. We'll see how this ends. Um, and I was engaged, and I did this little cross-stitch of 1 Corinthians 13. Oh, okay. And, you know, that's the love chapter in the Bible. Yes. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love is long-suffering, you know. It does, it's in your bedroom, right? It, it, it was in my bedroom for years and years and years and years. I mean, like 25, right. 30 years. I think I just took it down just because I put a picture up of your dad and I and the grandkids. Cute. But it was in our bedroom mm-hmm. up until five years ago. Wow. So, um, four years ago. But anyways, it was just such a great reminder to me. Love is not boastful. It does not envy 
you know, it does not hold grudges between each other. And just to go through that every day, like, have I been kind mm. with Greg? Have I been patient? Have I been long-suffering? You know, and sometimes yeah. that's really hard to be long-suffering yes. with someone, you know? And honestly, the longer you're married, the harder that one can be. Because right. you're like, I am really tired of your continual whatever. Right. <laughs> fill yes. in your blank. Fill in your blank. I we could all fill have in Greg's one. blank, but I'm not going to do that for him. So, because <laughs> I'm going to be kind and I'm mm-hmm. going to be thoughtful here. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Well, this has been such a good conversation and I've had some convicting, convicting moments in this um, talk. I feel yeah. like it's going to be a foreshadowing of what this wire talk is going to be for us, but I think that's good. Yeah. Do you have any final thoughts before we go today or any practical tips you would love to leave these moms with? Absolutely. I think everybody needs to look at their mirrors like a bank account. Mm. If you're constantly taking money out of your bank account, it's going to quickly run dry. Right. You have to make deposits. And honestly, the more deposits you make and the less withdrawals you make, the better off your bank account will be. Uh Same in your marriage. The more deposits you can make, either through their love language or their favorite meal or giving them grace or being patient and kind and Mm long-suffering, all those things, those are deposits. Those are daily deposits that you're making, writing a little note, putting it in their, you know, suitcase whenever they're going out of town or whatever, or giving them a coupon, like, here is to a nice dinner and a movie on me, you know, I'll plan it from start to finish or whatever it is. That's, you're making deposits. And you need to try to make more deposits than you do withdrawals. Yes. Well, Last thing, and I was going to hit on this earlier, but I forgot, but you're saying putting deposits in it, mm-hmm. your marriage, which I it's such an easy way to think about. You know, you think about a piggy bank. Right. But what about your sweet children who love it when you go on date nights? Because I remember specifically <laughs> you and Deb would go on a date night, and we would not be so encouraged. We'd be like, why are you leaving us? Don't leave us. Don't, you're always going out with Dad. True. How do you handle those pesky little love nuggets of your children uh, when they don't want you to go on date. When they're throwing guilt bombs yes. at you by the second as you're walking out yes. the door and your dad just doesn't even seem to bother. He doesn't seem to care. Um, you just have to follow your husband's example mm-hmm. and just be like, I'm doing, and I used to tell you this, I don't know if you remember, I'm doing this for y'all because the closer dad and I are, the yes. better off this family will be. Well, I do remember that because you I do? have to tell Harper and Grayson the same thing. Yes. So they're like, don't leave. I'm like, this is important for me to hang out with your dad without you. This yeah. is very important. Yeah. So, and I think it's good for the children to see that you want to hang out with your husband. I think so too. And, you know, I think you and dad led by example really well. Yeah. And that's kind of like, I see where you guys are now without kids in the house Mm -hmm. and y'all's marriage is very strong and it didn't just happen overnight. Right. That happened over years of deposits. And now you have this bank account and it wasn't emptied when we all left the house. Right. And And we still give you guilt bombs for going on vacation with dad. Even (laughs) this past weekend, what, is this true or not? Your dad flew in Friday night. Yes. And he watched your kids so we could all go see the Whitney Houston movie. So good. Yes. And then, so Saturday, Abby wanted me to go house shopping with her okay. to knickknacks and yep, all that. I did that. And so then Kelsey calls me while I'm out with Abby. You call, well, you call me and Abby was with me. All yep. of y'all asked, what are you doing tonight for dinner? 
Yeah, that sounds about right. And then I said, Dad and I are going on a date. And every one of y'all were like, oh, okay, we just thought we wanted to, we'd all get together. <laughs> and I said, we're getting together Sunday after church. So it still happens. Like, you still have to fight for your marriage. Talk you about know? expectations. I know, right? Gosh. <laughs> Children. Let your siblings listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mom, this was great. And I think you gave a lot of practical advice, but also some encouraging advice. And I think, yeah. you know, we all need to hear that. So thank you. I think this is going to be awesome. Well, and thank you for being on the podcast. Oh, yeah. I've really, truly enjoyed having you. Yeah. It's going to be a fun adventure for sure. Yes. Moms, if this episode has been an encouragement to you, pick up a copy of Survival Guide to Motherhood to read and be encouraged by the whole book. I think this is a book you're going to come back over and over again throughout the years with kids in the house. Well, thanks so much for spending your time with us today. We'll be back next week talking about another chapter in Mom's brand new book, Survival Guide to Motherhood. You can get your copy of Survival Guide by heading to boaw.mom slash survival guide. And of course, you can find it on Amazon. If you enjoyed this episode of Wire Talk, please share it with a friend and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. When you spread the word, we reach even more moms with the practical wisdom that you have come to count on, so share the love. The Wire Talk podcast is an arm of the ministry of Birds on a Wire. You can learn more about Birds on a Wire and all the things we do from this podcast in the group of studies that Karen writes to live events with Karen on our website, birdsonawiremoms.com. Birds on a Wire.